Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. I'm here once again, as always, every week with the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, former WWE Head Rider, Vince So. Chris, I got to start this show by saying this. What's up? I Before I do this show, I am going to let everybody know. I am in a very, very foul mood. I got into it today with somebody. I literally lost my temper to the point of dropping an FU, which I never, ever, ever, ever do. Uh, it has upset my whole entire day. Uh, so this is going to be a really, really rough. <laughs> this is going to be a really rough show. So I want to say that. I want to say that up front, bro. I'm not in the best of moods. Okay. Uh, and, uh, it's going to come out on was this. That, on this. Re- was it resolved? No, no, it's not resolved. Ugh. It ruined my entire day. Um, I felt my blood pressure go up. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, bro. You know, I just, bro. I'm a very cool, laid back guy. One, one thing is number one, like don't. Don't disrespect me. And number two, when you push, 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 and don't know when to stop and leave well enough alone, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't happen often. Bro, I can even remember the last time this happened, bro. It was on John Gaborik, okay, our friend at TNA, and it was probably sometime around – 2013 10 years ago 10 years. seriously about probably about 10 years ago yeah wow wow yeah. this was uh was this on the uh on the uh socials or was this a personal no it was a per it was a it was a personal call got you it was a person it was a personal call bro so so i want to start with this bro because i want everybody to understand why I say the things I say on this show. 
when I constantly say, bro, that WWE Raw is terrible TV, terrible TV. I'm talking about, I'm talking as a casual fan, a, a television viewer, a fan of television. I'm not talking like a wrestling mark. Chris, I was born and raised on Long Island, New York. Okay, I have been living in Colorado for almost the last 15 years. Okay, I don't give a crap that Sami Zayn is from Quebec. That means absolutely nothing to me. I am a television viewer watching a television show, living in Colorado, Sami Zayn coming from Quebec and going home to Quebec means absolutely zero to me, zero to me. So, bro, 10 and a half minutes before anything is ever said, then, then Judgment Day comes out, 12 minutes, nothing is still said. Sammy then is speaking French. I don't know what the hell he's saying. Now Owens comes out, and I guess Owens is from Quebec too. This, the first 15 minutes of this show was to make a tag match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from Quebec, which I don't give a crap about, against Judgment Day, bro, that we've seen 50,000 times. And, oh, I wonder who's going to go over on this house show for the next three hours. This is horrible television, bro. And, bro, we literally are two weeks away from Monday Night Football. Nobody other than the Marks that are already watching this show, nobody's going to be watching this show, bro. Absolutely nobody. I could give a crap that Sami Zayn is from Quebec. It means zero to me. And unless you're from Quebec, it means zero to you too, bro. Who cares? They made this show all about a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens homecoming. Who freaking, bro, it's a different country for crying out loud. It's not even the United States. It's a different country. I care that these two guys are from Quebec. Come on, bro. Who cares? I I meant to ask you about this segment. So it definitely seemed like this segment went uh, longer than expected. Um, how does that affect the production when, like, say, for instance, if Sammy was only supposed to get like seven minutes or six minutes to cut a promo and he went over? How does that? Bro, that's exactly why they hit Judgment Day music before he said anything. That's exactly why, bro. You give this guy this grand entrance. And meanwhile, he doesn't cut a promo because I'm telling you, Bruce Pritchard is sitting at the gorilla position, and Bruce Pritchett is saying, 
I don't give a crap that Sammy's from Quebec and Sammy's letting it go on and on and on while, while, while casual fans are changing the channel because nothing's happening. Then the dude doesn't even get to cut a promo because he cut so, he, he went so long that Pritchard's in the back hitting Judgment Day music and sending them. I hope, well, well thank God Vince wasn't in the back. Oh my God, bro. If Vince was in the back, Forget about it. So he's lucky Vince wasn't there. But even Pritchard, okay, bro, enough. Send send Judgment Day, and that's exactly what happened, bro. It was it was literally twelve minutes at that at that point. Twelve minutes before they sent Judgment Day. Yeah, I understand him. You know, being excited and having that energy. You know, that's why they're that's why they're there. Um, they had to feel those moments, but. I wonder like how much in the moment, if he was just so lost in the moment that he didn't consider that this is a television show. Bro, he's a mark. He's a mark. Chris, I listen, my whole life I grew up and where did I go? I went to the Nassau Coliseum. I can't tell you how many, you know, New York net games I saw at the Coliseum, New, New York Islanders. I can't tell you how many great concerts I went to at the Nassau Coliseum. Oh, bro, guess what? I'm working for WCW, and I'm an on-air character, and we're at the Nassau Coliseum. You think I'm out there marking out for 15 minutes, bro? This is a television show, bro. This is a business. Nobody cared that, you know, growing up I went to the Nassau Coliseum a billion times. This is a television show and a business, and there and there's people that w- watching at home. This is him freaking totally marking out for himself, bro. Was that ever a thing back in Attitude as far as people being excited that they're coming back home? Was it what now? Was that ever a thing in the attitude era of people being excited? I, I, bro, bro, they, they would be excited. I was excited when 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 yes, bro, like I was at the Nassau Coliseum. I was excited, but it was no different than every other show, bro. It's still a show. We are still on television. We still need to draw ratings. So yeah, bro, it was cool to be there. But my God, I I did not make a whole thing about it, bro. <laughs> that was probably the best thing for Sam. Probably he, like I think if it was one of those things that because we saw Cody come home, uh, but he's in a pretty prominent spot, you know, consistently. So it wasn't as excited as Sammy was. It just seems like for Sammy and probably for a lot of those other mid card people, they're just like, man, this is all I got. Stuff like this is causing me to really stay connected to the product because the way that I'm being booked is just horribly. And so it just seems like he was feeding on that energy for him to be able to just have this moment because, I mean, the way that they booked Sami Zayn and, I mean, yeah, KO is back now, but what is that going to do? I mean, how is that going to help, you know, the, the tag team championships? And they've been... Man, what a what a fall from uh, semi fall from grace. What uh, let's just say this: six months ago, he was in a prominent position. He was main eventing in Quebec City. Now he's having wins and losses and wins and losses. He was half of the championships without Kevin Owens being there. Back and forth with Judgment Day and Gunther, like he was just in a really difficult spot. So it just seems like six months later, he's just like, 
Okay, yeah, this is why no. this is why I'm so, so listen, right you're you're either a pro or you're a mark. And and I can't tell you how many times I said the marks have made it to the ring. You're either a pro or a mark. 10 minutes and 30 seconds, bro. And and he said nothing. Nothing. You want to go out there, bro, and you want it you you want to take the accolades for a minute. Fine, bro. Take the accolades for a minute. Then get the microphone and conduct your business. Not to the point that he doesn't even get to say anything, bro, because he's carrying on like a total mark out there and Pritchard is in the back pulling a hair out of his head saying, are you freaking kidding me? Pritchard doesn't want to step on on his shine. But, bro, we're we're 10 and a half minutes in and this guy hasn't said anything. And that's where I'm at. I, I understand. And just psychologically of feeding of that feeding off that energy. I mean, that's why you're in the business to feed off the energy of the fans, especially when it's at home. It's just that it's just that like it's not just it's not just baby being a baby face. It's just having that genuine energy. But at the same time, when I when I thought of this segment, I was like, I wanted to ask you, like, this is stepping on someone else's segment time. You know what I mean? So you you don't want to do that. Like you can. You can tame it. You can have that energy, and I'm cool with that because that's why you're in the business to get that type of reaction. But at the same time, you do have to be a pro when it comes to realizing that this you have an allotted amount of time in a television show, and the more you keep going, the more that you're stepping on someone else's time. Chris, how long had Austin been on hiatus and not wrestled prior to him wrestling Kevin Owens at that WrestleMania 19 years 19 years so so Austin hasn't wrestled in 19 years where was that show uh uh Chris where was that show WrestleMania it was in Texas oh it was in te- where, where's Austin from Texas go look at that freaking entrance Go look at Austin's WrestleMania entrance. He hadn't wrestled in 19 years, and he's in his home state of Texas. Go look at that entrance, then look at this. Give th- that's the difference, bro, between a pro and a mark. And it goes that back to what I was saying. It, it goes back to what I'm saying with Cody. Cody had he had that feel, but it wasn't as exciting. Like Sami Zayn is just one of those people that he's just. He grew up in the Indies. He he's 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 loved that type of feel and that reaction. And a lot of times, and you've you've worked with people like this, Vince. A lot of times, people, and I don't know Sami Zayn's personal life, but a lot of times, people have that that feeling of this is all I have. This is who I connect to. Not saying it's wrong or right. But a lot of people do have that type of feeling. You're of, a pro or you're I mean, a mark. Right, I understand that, but but hear hear what I'm saying here. Like a lot of people do have that feeling. Like you know, that's one of those things that this is where I grew up. This is this is how I'm feeling now. That is Markish. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, it, it's still that sports fans infections feel when someone's having a home game and something like that you still feel that but again it's it, it goes it, it it goes back to you got to be a pro as well I, I don't i don't think it has to be either or because i i do think that that moment of being a mark in the moment 
at your home, you feel that. But at the same time, you got to be a pro about it too and not step on other people's second time. Chris, I cannot tell you how many times because you know, you know, you're you're a huge college uh, football fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. I can't tell you how many times a player has been with a team for over a decade. All of a sudden, bro, that player becomes a free agent and go. It, it just happened with Bruce Bochy, the manager of the Giants. Okay, I'll use perfect example. Bruce, Bruce Bochy leads the Giants to three world championships. They love him in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bochy retires, takes a year off, comes back, and he's managing the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay, bro. So now the Texas Rangers are coming back to San Francisco where Bochy won three championships. Okay, bro. At the at the beginning of the game, whatever Bochi brings a lineup card, and the fans give him a rousing, rousing ovation. Okay, and Bochi was near tears. He, you know, tipped the hat, fighting back the tears. Okay, bro, Bruce Bo- Bo- Bochi did not stand out there for ten and a half minutes. Yeah. Okay, bro, he did not stand. The guy's all choked up. He won three championships. This was a homecoming. He tipped his cap. You could see he's very emotional, and he walked back in the and dugout. That, and that's precisely my point. Like, like feel it. That, that's, right. That's, that's, that's right. precisely my point. Yes. Feel it. Yes. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's a home game. It's, yes. a, it's a raw yes. emotion. But be a pro and realize that you're stepping on. Yes, bro. You want to go out. You want to go corner to corner to corner to corner. You, bro, bro. I, I, I said the same thing. I even wrote down all the time codes. CM Punk's first show back yeah. on, bro. In a minute and a half, CM Punk was talking. Mm-hmm. Chris, where was that show? That was in Chicago. Chicago. And how how long had we not seen CM Punk? Uh, it's been about, it was about a year, over a year. Some okay, okay. a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Punk walked in, got the ad- ad- adulation, give me the microphone. Yeah, or this, nine this, 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 is, this was ridiculous, Chris. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. This this, this was ridiculous. Bro, when, when your own producer has to cut you off, <laughs> that, that, that's that's a joke, bro. <laughs> Sammy was feeling it. He was he was feeling it. But especially, I, I, especially, bro. Let's keep this in the back of your mind. You know you're going back out there later on for a match. Sure. You yeah. know you're going out there that's again, true. bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we get into the, we get the new day and Drew McIntyre uh, and and Matt Riddle. The new day wins. Viking Raiders attack. Uh, this leads to Viking Raiders attacking both teams. Drew McIntyre making the save and taking them all out. Take, taking Viking Raiders out. What's I'm what's gonna tip my hat to you because you predicted a possible turn here, mm-hmm. and the way they went when they had a backstage uh, 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 vignette later on in the show, it looked very clear. So, in other words, like they do everything else, Chris, we're gonna stretch this because we got nothing out. We're gonna stretch this. But when I saw the vignette later on in the back, I'm like, yeah, I think Chris is right. Yeah, Drew's gonna turn, man. He, yeah, he's, he's gonna turn. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, JD McDonough with Finn Balor backstage. Rian Dom interrupt. Um, the same. This JD McDonough and the fold. 
still what are your thoughts on that Vince? first of all i i just crack up that i don't know what happened that everybody on this show has an accent every <laughs> every everybody on this show's got from mcintyre to mcdonough to to uh finn Balor to piper niven every, everybody's got some kind of an accent to the to the uh commentator everybody's got some kind of an accent on this show which i don't understand but bro come on man this guy, this—it's another—it's another Austin theory. This is Austin theory to guys that go through NXT, they appear on TV, and they're just wrestlers. Bro, do you know? You know, I review the Attitude Era show, uh, uh, Chris, every two weeks for uh, Russo'sBrand.com. Do you know I'm watching the show last night, and in the same show, we're running vignettes for Val Venus and Edge. And in that same show, Al Snow shows up from ECW. But my point is, these were characters who were getting weeks of vignettes. They just keep parading these wrestlers out, and none of them mean anything, bro. And and, and that's the thing. And and I give Triple H all the credit in the world. Because he he made it clear there's not going to be another John Cena, and they have one thousand percent stuck to their word. You sure have, man. They sure have. Um, we have. I would say Roman Reigns could be argued, but he's just not. He. I think he will be a Hollywood. Could be. No, no, he could be. He he definitely could be. Yeah. Uh, we have uh Shayna Baszler's uh is a vignette. Um, I mean, they're trying to give her some heat here. What do you think? She's not, nobody's gonna care. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, that's I'm, where I'm at, bro. I'm <laughs> sorry, bro. Give her, give her all the vignettes you want. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna care, bro. I, I bro, when, when, when you're going through the system, okay, bro, I, I don't know what, what, what goes on with Sean and Hunter. I really don't know. When you're going through the system, bro, you gotta show some kind of a personality. Sure. You real, because, bro, I'm telling you. I don't care how great you are athletically, how tough you are. If you don't have that part of the game, you're going to fall short. I I look at guys like Steve Blackman. Mm -hmm. I look at guys like Dan Severn. When you don't have that part of the game, you're just going to fall short, bro. Yeah. I think for her, the problem what they did with Baszler, because it actually worked in NXT. They made her just a machine. And it just didn't, she didn't have to talk. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like the less is more approach with her. They're trying to really bring a lot of personality out of her. And this, she doesn't really have any. So there, there's nothing at, in that well. The well's dry as far as her personality is concerned. Don't try to go to a well that's completely dry. And every time they go to that well, it's dry. And then they say, oh, let's just go to well again. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked in the main roster, and I don't see how it's going to work. Right, and like I said, you know, Chris, it's you. You've got to know that as they're going through the system, you yeah, you've got absolutely. to you've got to see that. You know, bro, ch- check your boxes. Gr- great worker, yeah. Uh, unbelievable athlete, check. Yep. Cut a promo, and eh, not so. Much. You you've got to, bro. We're talking about the biggest wrestling company in the world. Every freaking box needs to be checked. Yeah. And if there's deficiencies, like if if they want to 
cash in on, on Baser in some way, if there's deficiencies, that's where you have a team with someone who has charisma. That's when you give her a manager, you know what I mean? Like a Carmella or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that you give her, you, you atone or you, or you have that, you compliment her with someone who does have, who have good charisma and mic work and make her that machine. You know, that that's been done, you know, throughout pro wrestling, but having it on herself, and giving her a mic and expecting it to work all of a sudden. I mean, that's, again, it goes back to the Walmart thing that I said last week, man, you're, you're putting this on the shelf. It's not working. It's not selling much. Oh, okay. Let's try putting it on the shelf six months later. No, we don't want the product. Okay. We'll, we'll take it off. Oh, let's try to put it on the shelf six months later. No, we don't want the product. Right. Like, and you right. keep pulling it back and put it up. No, it's not going to work. And I think with her that you just have to add something to that. Otherwise, we'll, we'll see the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable and Gunther. Chad Gable wins by countout. And uh, this is the first loss, singles loss that Gunther's had since being on the main roster. What do you think? Yeah, but, but again, bro, it, it's, it's countout. So what are they doing? Dragging it out, dragging it out, dragging it out. So you know now now there'll be another match between get you know I think they have do they have one at the uh, the next pay per view the next pay per view. But I, they haven't booked it, but I can see them. Yeah, the payback. That, that's all it is. It's just keep dragging it out, dragging it out, dragging it out. Yeah, that's that's the reason. That's what I saw with those two, just for them to extend it and right doing that too much though, man. So. Yeah. They could have easily had uh, Kaiser and uh, uh, and Vinci attack Gunther. I mean, attack uh, attack Chad Gable and have it be DQ like that to extend it, not yeah. just some count out win as if Gunther couldn't last ten seconds. You know, couldn't couldn't get in the ring ten seconds. I don't mind. Eh, I mean, you're going to have to extend it somehow for the pay-per-view or for the PLE, but Gunther losing by... Eh, Bro, can I ask you a question? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about this. Was this match for the Intercontinental title? Yes, it was. Then why is Gable... Why did he do what he did? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm going to throw the guy yeah, in the yeah. penalty box yeah. and then I'm going to get in the ring and he's going to get counted out. Why? Exactly. That does not win you the title. Yeah. The bottom yeah. line is you want to get him in the ring and pin him so you can win the. What, what does a count out win do for. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. bro. Same thing with Logan, Same thing with Logan and Yoko. It was just kind of like the, the you know, forearm gimmick, and then Yoko does the count out, and then Luger celebrates like he won the the world title. And it's like as they were counting, he was getting really excited. And I'm like, no, you go outside, you put him back in the ring. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Like, why are you dumping him out of play? Exactly. Doesn't make sense at all, man. I don't understand yeah. the logic here. Um, we get uh Judgment Day arguing backstage over choosing the tag team. Imperium arguing backstage with Gunther yelling at him. A lot of arguments backstage today. Yeah. We get uh Cody Rhodes' interview, and then he's like, you know what? 
this I don't like what we see here. Let me go out to the crowd. That was cool. I mean that 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 was different. I I I didn't I didn't mind that so much. That was cool and that was different. But again, you know, just Cody cutting another promo where he basically says a lot of nothing. I didn't like it, man. I just I just just the, the Cody talking stuff. I just, I, I just can't, I can't do, I can't deal with it, man. I just, it's just the same thing type of stuff over and over again. And I'm just like, hey, like, are they? You do you think that they're cashing out on the consistent fan reaction with Cody, and that's the reason why he's having such a presence on television? Because if you think about events, his presence on television isn't very strong right now because he's not really in a strong feud. Like he's just kind of thrown in with Judgment Day, just kind of there. But he's still doing the promos every he, week, he, bro. He's he's, he's an innings stuff. he's an innings eater. He is. he is an absolute innings eater, bro. Yeah, indeed. What what do you think is next for him? I have no idea, bro. So they were teasing him and Seth, and then Shinsuke got in the way, and I I think Shinsuke is going to be a one off. I. I I think they just put him in there just for just for fodder, just for filler. Maybe we'll see Cody and Seth heading into Survivor Series since that's a big four. Who else do we get with Cody? I mean, like we he's done the Judgment Day stuff. He's he's had random Judgment Day matches uh, on Raw. That's not going to be be anything. Who else is there heel wise? Do you do Intercontinental Championship? Cody versus Gunther, could that be an option? Uh, you, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Do you think they do that on way to the WWF title? Now, would you have Cody break? Would you have Cody in Gunther's reign? I think you would have to, no? I mean, why not? Wouldn't that be the momentum going for Reigns' sure. title? Sure, yeah. I mean, but, but, but even with that being said, bro, you just said Claude Gable throwing Gunther around tonight. So what 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 would that really mean? I mean, if you think but if you think about it though, Vince, who's there as far as strong heels? Right now they're they're putting so much stock into Judgment Day. Cause like they're supposed to be the biggest heels of, of the show. That ever, so many other heels just seem obsolete gunther's kind of standing alone on his own being a good heel but they don't have anybody else omas is still a free agent Vince. bro what happened to the one dude what happened to the guy uh who was going with nakamura and what would they, the the bull guy the big what's his face the big guy the oh big, bronson reed what happened to him is he done where's where's he been no, he uh, he lost to Shinsuke Nakamura a couple weeks ago, and we haven't seen him though. We haven't seen him in a, we haven't seen him since then. I mean, they just don't have, they don't know what to do with these guys, man. They 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 just bring them in and say, yeah, uh, uh, we'll just pull you off the shelf. You know, again, it's just one of those things. Like either you're going to promote what's on the shelf in order to entice people to buy it, or you're going to just have terrible business and expect someone to buy it and then when they don't 
you blame the the product of the shelf and not the promotion of it. Bro, I was just reading somewhere, and, and obviously everything you read, you got to take with a grain of salt, but I was just reading somewhere that they're going to bring uh, Jinya Mahal's guys back to take the belts off of Zane and Owens. Really? That's oh. what I was reading this week. I'm like, really? Oh, man. As if the first time worked. <laughs> Like they try to do a few, they have botches. People just weren't into it, and then somehow they're gonna take them. Oh, let's let's give a little bit more time to recoup. Let's bring them back as if that's gonna help. I that's just what, that's what I, that's what I was reading, man. I don't understand it, man? I don't understand it. We have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura video promo. Now I did like this. I did I did like his video promo that he did. I I mean I think that the the back gimmick was a bit weird. Yeah, the payoff. Yeah, I mean I mean <laughs> yeah. this, this was good. We're not, but bro, the payoff. I told him and like the suspense is coming, and it's like <sighs> you've got back pain. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, I'm like really, bro. <laughs> I know about your back is the payoff, bro. That's the payoff. Yeah, that was that was horrible, man. But I did like how they I did think they did a good job with making him look like a legit. Yeah, no, that was fine with the uh, uh, subtitles on the on the bottom. That, 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 I, I, like I said, I was fine with that, except the payoff. Yeah. Like why? So, Vince, you're you're backstage in the production meeting. Right. And uh, there's people talking amongst them, amongst the, 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 the circle, the table of what is this payoff going to be, right? You've got Michael Hayes throwing some ideas. You've got Jason Jordan throwing some ideas. You've got Abyss throwing some ideas. And then all of a sudden, they're like, back pain. Bro, especially like, you know, bro, if you're, you know, if, if you've worked in the business and you're actually working in the back, Chris, everybody knows when somebody's hurt or if it's somebody like everybody. It's not a seat. You know, wrestlers not going to be able to keep it a secret. Everybody knows if he always got two fractured vertebrae, whatever it is. Everybody knows that. But whatever, bro, whatever. knows it, though. Like, no. And he's he admitted that he's had back pain and had a broken back. It's been going on for four years now. No one knew about that, yeah. but Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, he, he's yeah. got the secret sauce, man. He's got that. He's got some type of uh, abilities, man. That yeah. that is just. He's like super. He's like a superpower, like Professor X or something like that. Yeah. Man. So very nice. So call him Professor S. Uh, we have Rhea Ripley def- <laughs> defeating Candice LeRae, and then Raquel Rodriguez comes out with the crutch. But she doesn't have her knee uh, gimmicked yeah. up, so we're so, somehow we're supposed to think like you could see that from a mile away. That's what I'm it's saying, like, bro. Like everybody gimmicked up, and then all of a sudden we're going, "Oh yeah. man, yeah!" Everybody okay. at home, everybody in the arena, everybody knows it's a ruse, except Rhea Ripley, of course. Yeah, exactly. Except Rhea Ripley thinks, "Oh, look at her; she's coming out here." Meanwhile, everybody knows yeah. she's everybody like, knows. "Okay." That, that that's typical pro wrestling, man. This is the one week that she doesn't have her knee braced up, and as if you're supposed to take off the brace and be on crutches, like 
that that doesn't make any sense to me. If anything, it would she would be off the crutches and come out with the brace. Yeah. I mean, like and Rhea Ripley should know that, but just that that typical the dumb wrestler effect when it comes to stuff like this is right. just super weird, man. Right. Uh, we have uh, Akira Tozawa defeating The Miz. Well, before we had that, bro, like, you know, and bro, listen, I like the dude. I just I just think they don't have a clue how to freaking book him. But they give Ciampa a promo in the back. And, he, yeah. and, and you know, the, the theme of the promo was I was this close. I was this close. I was this close. And, and I'm watching it, and I like Ciampa, and I like Ciampa because he's different looking, and I know that if I was writing, I could definitely do something with this guy. But as I'm, as I'm watching his promo, I'm like, how is this getting him any more over? You're telling us how many times you lost, but you were this close. How How is that helping him? Shinsuke did similar to the same type of uh, thing when he turned uh, Vince, you know, does how much does character development from, you know, you, you worked with USA for a couple of years. How much was character development a, a thing, you know, even to this day, because how is giving someone a promo? Like if you think about it from a fan's perspective, who backstage can be a voice of reason or is everybody still kind of like let's just kind of walk on eggshells you know what i mean because we don't want to rock the boat too much because these ideas are just not good you're not no. really developing the character you're having someone cut a promo and then he'll lose he'll win a couple matches or she'll win a couple matches then he'll lose about three then they'll pull them off and then i'll come back and cut a promo like who comes up with this stuff? Bro, You, you. we were just talking about this literally 10 minutes ago. If booked properly, Champa, Champa could have been a great opponent for Cody Rhodes. Sure. If booked properly. But the way you've got him booked right now, he means zero. Yep, absolutely. And it goes back to what we talked about before many times here. It's the Ryback effect. It's like... No one's going to be bigger than the business. So what we're going to do is we're just going to keep throwing stuff and see if it sticks. We're just going to continue to put that product on the shelf and see if it has a, a mass following and people buy it. If not, we'll just blame the product and, and not ourselves for it. So and that's unfortunate, too, because it really takes away. It really can affect the psyche of a, of a wrestler. Like mm -hmm. you're getting paid and here's my opportunity. Nope, we're going to pull you off. Not to really think anything that to my own is because this is what you tell me to do. I'm trying to maximize my minutes, but then you're giving me a script to do it as well. It's just like, I don't have a lot of creative freedom to really be myself because of that. Now you have lightning in a bottle moments like in LA nights, although he's still, you know, being bridled in, uh, in a way because they haven't really put the rockets on him yet. He's still being tamed, but, that's just with everybody else, man. Everybody's just being tamed, at, you know, because of the product. So it's unfortunate to see that. Um, we have backstage. Yeah, Miz and, Miz and uh, Tazawa, you were just talking about. Yeah, LA Knight uh, gives them a BFT after the match. I mean, here, this is what I thought about this, Vince. Why would they make Miz look worse and worse 
to eventually go against a match with LA Knights to lose? Like, aren't you supposed to make the Miz look legitimate to make LA Knight beat the Miz and that puts LA Knight more over? Because if I'm thinking in my head, if he if he loses to Akira Tozawa, being in the match with him for more than five minutes decreases the overness of LA Knight winning this match. He needs to squash the Miz because this 50-50 back and forth wouldn't make zero sense if he just lost a Akira Tozawa one. And if he's lost just about every single match that he's had this whole year for two, it doesn't really help LA Knight get over. No. No. Um, next we have uh the Becky Lynch. Oh, Drew and Riddle in the New Day talk. Um, yeah, I, again, just kind of teasing um the, the turn, it seems like. Priest and Rhea, they argue more about the uh the tag team. Becky Lynch cuts an in-ring promo, gets interrupted by Trish Stratus, uh, who says USA hoes right next to an American, Zoe Stark, uh, who's her who's her protege, which was real I thought was weird. And yeah, she just kind of had to go with it. Like she was gonna like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was born in America, but uh yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, just bro, oh, what 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 were they chanting that sounded like Pocahontas? What what what, what, what? French? What the heck? Like they're ch- I don't even know what they're saying, bro. We we've seen this Becky, um, Trish promo eighteen, yeah, we 18 got, times already, bro. Come we, we, on. we need to go ahead and see this payoff at payback and. Oh my gosh! Talk about beating oh. a dead horse, man. Yeah. You know. So what happens with Zoe Stark after Trish leaves? Because I don't see her staying after payback. I mean, this run has been rough, you know, for her. And it just really haven't moved the needle at all for Becky. This isn't putting Becky over. This is this is kind of dragging her in the mud to me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't I just don't see even if she beats Trish next week. So what? You know, what I mean, like she main event at WrestleMania, you know, she's had some prominent matches. She's been multi-time world champion. Having Trish turn heel to her and drag this thing for as of next, as of payback, it would be five months that they've dragged this thing on. And what has this five months given Becky Lynch at the end? Was she, is she a better, is she better at in stock than she was five months ago nope. when this started? Nope. I don't see it, man. I, I don't see it. And so that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, we have Seth Rollins cutting a backstage interview, humbly admitting that yes, Shinsuke, it is the back. See, bro, this this is my problem with um Seth. Guys, listen, I've said this all along. He 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 started this Joker Seth gimmick where after all these years of this Seth Rollins character. Now he's got this laugh that he never had before, cross-dressing, singing, all of this like came out of nowhere, okay? So when I see him cut a promo like this, I'm like, oh, okay, bro, so that you're serious. So then, in other words, the cross-dressing, the laughing, the dancing, that's all a put on. Mm-hmm. That's all an act. And here's what I mean by that, bro. 
Guys, trust me. Here's what I mean by that. Go watch the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. And look at the consistency in the character when he has the makeup on and when he doesn't have the makeup on. There is a consistency in that character. This, I'm watching this, you know, it's it's mad wrestler, serious promo, and now you're bringing my family into this, this, that, and the other thing. But then you go out there singing and dancing and dressing in cosplay, and, like, that's obviously all a facade and an act. It's not, so, like, why why are you even doing that? I, I don't understand, bro. Bro, Randy Savage was Randy Savage all the time, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't serious, you know, Randy Poffo, and then all of a sudden he becomes the macho man, Randy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't get it, bro. I just, I, I, I don't get it at all, but that's, that's me, bro. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just too damn old to understand, bro. I've got a, a, I'm a brand. I, I've got an idea. I'm just going to throw some out there and let me know what you think about this. So, <clears throat> Seth Rollins, this whole Joker gimmick, you know, like this kind of happy Joker gimmick. Um, it's it's the same song and dance every week. That's gonna that shelf life is going to expire soon. Now, if you think about it, Sting was a very like surfer just really kind of like a positive upbeat type of like white meat baby face, huge fan favorite. You know, he was huge, huge, hugely popular during his time. He got to a point where he felt that the man called sting surfer style, you know, uh, uh, Jim, you know, Jim bod type of feel was getting a bit stale. And so he came up with this wonderful idea to do the less is more to have the crow theme and didn't talk for a year and end up becoming the world champion at Starcade 97. Now we saw the the promo that he did with Becky about the with the Joker type of deal. He he did pretty good too. Could we could we possibly could it work if Seth would do something to that way to, to you know, to, to that regard and get like a Joker gimmick. It's kind of really completely changed his character, become a Joker style thing. Doesn't have to be a heel, but then, but at the same time, he becomes more slow, methodical, dark, yeah. sinister. Could that work? For Bro, sure? first of all, like Chris, I know. You are a huge Sting fan, and I'm I'm a huge uh, Steve Borden fan as a human being. You know, I'm a huge huge fan of the <laughs> Tony Khan. Actually, had the nerve to say that his AEW run is the best run of his career. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get back to what you were talking about, Chris. If you remember. There was a story and a segue into the crow and not talking. I believe it was you. You your memories are a hundred times sharper than mine. But it wasn't. Was it? I, I think the NWO just came around, 
And wasn't it Luger or something starting to question Sting's loyalty? Isn't that how the whole – so in other words, bro – so Luger, Luger questions Sting's loyalty, yes. and then they said that Sting actually joined. It was Jeff Farmer, fake Sting, yes. NWO Sting, and then he came out, attacked him, and he said the only thing's for sure is nothing's for sure. And so yes. that calls him to be – Yeah, okay. My, my point is there was, there was a segue to that. Yeah. Okay, bro? There was no segue to this. We, you know, I, bro, remember when it was, what, what was it when he was like the, 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 when he had the disciples, when he had Buddy Murphy, what Monday, what, night, Messiah. Monday night, we went from Monday night to Messiah, then to something else, then to something else. Oh, and now he's coming out here laughing like the Joker. Yeah. There was never an explanation for anything, bro. I'm again, I, I hate to keep going back to the attitude era. Okay, bro. But I, I I just saw Mick Foley go from Mick Foley to Cactus Jack to Dude Love, and there was an explanation for everything. He didn't just one day come out Dude Love. There was an explanation. There's never been an explanation here, bro. And and, and again, bro, it's like you know, it's it, it's the audience participation thing. This is. One of the things they're gonna sing to that's that's their part of the show. Oh, bro, don't whatever. If Seth lose the title and get into a really dark place, if he did lose the title and go away, like what I would do, honestly, Vince, I would have him lose that championship, and that takes him into a really dark place, and you don't see Seth for weeks. And then you start seeing vignettes of him just kind of in a dark place, you know, expressing how he feels. I don't know if I can do it anymore type of deal. And that kind of goes and transitions into like this really dark, sinister type of Joker character. You don't see him in a ring cutting a promo, doing all that song and dance. You don't see that for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, even months, really, because what that can do. That could cause people to lose the chant because that's the one of the first orders of business for 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 any type of transition for for Seth. You got to get rid of the chant. You got to lose it. And I think going into this space, into this dark space, and not seeing them for weeks, and then seeing little kind of Raven style promos back in ECW just kind of sitting somewhere in a dark corner and like a dark alley type of deal. And, and, and WWE's production is just immaculate that they can make it seem that way. I do think that there's a potential there to transition away from what we see now. Bro, look at what we look at what we got tonight. We got uh, Nakamura saying, I know about your back. Then we got Seth saying, you know, you're, you're making it personal now with my daughter. I make it bro. Go there, go there. Have Nakamura beat him and put him out with the back. Bro, now, how about this, bro? Now he 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 may never work again. Mm-hmm. The back fracture. Bro, how about this? Now uh, uh Seth Rollins is home raising his daughter. 
while his wife is out making a living because he can't wrestle anymore. Now, now you've got something there, bro. You know, doctors telling him, advising him, bro, don't ever go back in that ring again. And, you know, now you've got, but come on, Chris, you, you and I both know they're not going to do that. They're yeah. going to have their house show every Monday yeah, he's night. He's going to come out yeah. singing and, everybody's going to be happy. You see, that's the thing, though, Vince. Even say, say, for instance, even with your idea, even if he were to beat Nakamura, I mean, Nakamura were to beat him if he did that, his return is going to be the same thing. He's going to, like, he's, like, he's going to doubt himself. Yeah, his back, he's at home, you know, catering to the, you know, raising the, raising the kid, things like that. And then they'll have that type of, they'll have the promos where they're addressing Seth Rollins of, as if he's having his doubts. Okay, sure. He doesn't have his doubts anymore is the payoff. Then he comes back. He's going to have the same music. He's going to have the same gear. He's going to have the same chance, and it's just going to stretch it out, and he's probably going to be Nakamura again. Yeah. What, what I think he should do is he has to completely overhaul his character, man. He, he has to. And I think what we saw with that commercial with him and Becky can show that he has he has the chops to be able and he has the the acting skills to be able to have that type of transition to another character. I just think that if we keep having this Chris, I, I, chant, I told you chant, uh, bro, here's here's the weirdest thing to me. And and I told you, bro, I have seen Maybe on three occasions, I have seen uh, Seth and Becky on talk shows together. Mm -hmm. This is like the weirdest thing in the world. When I see them as themselves on talk shows, I like them. I like them as people. When I see them on this show and they're both baby faces, bro, I don't like either one of them. That that's effed up. That's effed up that I like who they really are as people, but they're supposed to be portrayed as baby faces on this show, and I don't care about either one of them. Yeah. That's 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 effed up, bro. You know, a, a good baby face needs a good heel, and that's been one of the biggest things this year with both of them. They haven't really had riveting, convincing storylines, man. They just, they just haven't, and it just there, you know. Becky gets like the rub of when she main event at WrestleMania a few years back. She's still, she's still getting that rub, you know. What I mean, that's kind of fading away. Seth is getting the rub of people chanting his his uh, theme song. That's really all they have, man. They don't have a really riveting storyline that people can sink their teeth in that helps their character they're just kind of people are they're just kind of cashing out on those things and the account is getting a little thin man and i think we're starting to see it even more and more every week with both of them so i i can see why you feel the way you do but you know uh, it's funny bro because we we got to talk about this chris because bro i i gotta tell you like this is getting to the point with me where I am so over and so absolutely sick of this, bro. And I don't understand it. 
I, I don't understand how we ever got to this point. And it, it kind of started with AEW. Bro, quite frankly, me, me Vince Russo, not, not a wrestling mark, not an AEW mark. Bro, I don't give a crap how many tickets you sold to Wembley. It, it 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 means nothing to me, bro. And every every day, that's that's the headline. There's there's a new ticket count every day, and I'm like, I who like I I never, bro. This does not happen. Super Bowls, uh, professional sports, rock concerts. It's never all about the attendance, the attendance, the attendance, bro. Freaking. Taylor Swift is selling out freaking arenas every single night around the world. And, and I never hear like a number or a total number. I never hear them talk about that. But with AEW and Wembley, like that's where it started. Now, because of that, oh, WrestleMania already sold 92. I, I don't understand. Why am I supposed to care about that? I could care less how many tickets they sell to these freaking events. I don't I don't understand in the wrestling community and on these dirt sheets and with these marks. Bro, there's 327 million people in the United States alone. In the United States alone. Now you know a WrestleMania or even this 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 uh AEW show. Bro, they're coming from all over the world. We know that for a fact, bro. Could they, WrestleMania, they come from all over the world. So, bro, there's 327 million people in America alone. Yeah. And, okay, bro, you're drawing 90,000 people from all over the world. I just, I, I don't, Chris, I guess what I'm asking you is, when did this become such a, important thing where the number of attendance is in the headlines every single day. I think it's at a, I, I definitely think it's a publicity thing. Uh, they, they want to, they want to present it because I'm thinking PR, my, I, my, my undergrad is in PR. So I'm thinking it from a PR standpoint, they want to have that, allure of this is what we achieve this is how much this is how many people are interested in the product so if i was if i honestly if i was their pr rep i would have them keep pushing those numbers out because it does look good from a pr perspective i think at the end of the day like it is business i mean and, and getting tickets is the name of the game um and can continue to push it is something that from a pr perspective is a good thing from a business standpoint Cause I, I mean, I remember Vince doing that, you know, back at WrestleMania three, you know, not, you know, standing in the ring, you know, saying 93,000, you know, in, uh, in, in, uh, Canada, that was a, uh, no, it was, uh, it was Detroit. Three. Detroit. No, no, it was Pontiac. Uh, well, say, so around the same, same, same area. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's a silver dome. And so I do think that. But bro, I, I I think that that I think that was such a big deal because there was nothing like that ever before. Like that ninety, yeah, it was unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, that ninety three thousand came out of nowhere, bro. How many years later are we now? Like I I, I don't, bro. I'm telling you, like I understand what you're saying. 
It's super annoying to me. And whether you have 92,000 people there or 920,000 people, it's not going to make me want to see the event more. No, it's not. I don't, I don't think that that's the, the purpose either. I, I think that the purpose is, again, from a PR standpoint, to push those numbers out because it makes it look, it makes the brand look bigger. Because at the same, I mean, I've been to AEW shows. I've done media at AEW shows. The AEW show I went to a few weeks ago, there was like the whole side tarped off. Like there was nobody on that side because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of tickets sold. And so like in Columbus is one of the biggest markets. I mean, it's a hot market of in pro wrestling. We've had pay-per-views here. We've had we have shows here multiple times every year, WWE wise. And like there's just not and I've seen other people, other towns that they've been into tarped off, tarped off, tarped off. But at the same time, that just goes back, Vince, to a concert style mentality. It's that belongingness, is that is that group mentality, is that communal mentality that people want to be a part of history. People want to be a part of history. When Kofi Mania was a big thing, I remember in, in my culture, uh, as a as a black uh, man, it was like being in the building. For, for WrestleMania 35 was major for my community because we wanted to be there when Kofi Kingston won the world championship because he was the first, you know, African-born uh, world champion to ever, you know, be in WWE history. We wanted to be a part of history. And I think with, with Wembley, with All In, people who are still wrestling fans and I would imagine there's still some casual people too that just want to be a part of this. You know, they want to be they want to be in there. They want to be a number, a part of this historical moment. So, and, and again, it doesn't reflect a weekly product, but it is a one-off big moment that people want to be a part of. That happens all the time. You know, what I mean, that's that's nothing new. So, yeah. Um. We have Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest defeating Owens and Zayn. Uh, Jordan McDonough slides in, <laughs> slides the case in. Uh, then Kevin Owens hits uh, uh, Balor with it, I believe, with the case. And then J- the Jamie McDonough slid in. Priest argues with him. Rhea gets upset. And all of a sudden, Judgment Day uh, group attacks KO and Zayn. Well, here's your opportunity for Cody to come in and Priest has a microphone in his hand, but he doesn't use it. And so then we get the house show six, six man and everybody goes home happy and came back. And then Sami Zayn cuts a, a promo in French and uh, there you go. Leaving home. The fans happy. I was thinking about this Vince, and I was like, man, it would really get judgment day. Some major, major heat if priest and Finn would have won the tag team championships, I don't know why that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause it's a house show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they want to them to feel happy, but what, what did that lead to that? There hasn't been any type of match announced for the tag team and they're in their back and there's still no match announced for them. Why can't you just have them win in Quebec and get all of that heat and then have, uh, KO and Zane go against them again at uh, payback. And you can drag this out, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, that can take the time away 
from they can t- they can take the attention off of this ongoing weekly cash in with with Finn Balor and Priest type of thing that's getting really really old and stale already. Take them away from that by having them win the tag team championships, and then it'll be perfect if they have some solidarity as tag team champions. And then within a few months, that goes back into that we're having some dissension, which caused them to lose the tag team championships and then go back into the whole case thing. Now we're still some somehow supposed to watch this whole case arguments. What do you mean when you say that type of thing that it just it, it's gotten real still already? It just, bro, I got to tell you, with everything we've said tonight, um, it just boggles my mind that this company's making the money it's making, man. Just it just boggles my mind, man. It's good business, man. Like they they're good business people. Like good businessmen can make crap look like roses. And WWE has that business acumen to know what to say, when to say it to the shareholders with their quarterly meetings. I've reported, I've done media for years and years and years i know about the quarterly meetings and what's talked about in the quarterly meetings that's the reason why they have these for years upon years they would have those legends days you know i mean uh, early in the year to have you know a few ratings pop you would have a goldberg come back you would have a taker come back and then you would have a you would have a few ratings pop during this time and then soon as the quarterly meetings come you see, here's the number here. Here's the numbers here. And that's what they would do to really to keep that smile on the shareholders, man. They did that for years and years and years and years. That's what they do, man. They're good business people, great production uh, team and the product. And, and I was, I said this before events. I think the fans has really hurt the product as well. I don't think fans get enough flack for hurting the product because they really hurt the product why did why have they hurt the product let me explain you have ninety thousand tickets sold for wrestlemania without a single match announced Mm -hmm. you had 40 50 000 tickets sold for all in and wembley without a single match announced and why would WWE like you have 90,000 tickets sold? People want to be there, they want to experience it. Why would they care about spending so much time and causing you to get that ticket with their presentation if you've already buying it? So they don't care about forcing you. Like when you were there, go home shows were a big thing, like it was like the uh, and as a consumer, I was there at the cusp 20 years ago of saying, uh, like, I'm really trying to fit. You know, I was a college kid 20 years ago. Can I fit 30 in my budget? You know what I mean? I remember the In Your Houses. It was only 19.99 for a while. I was like, yeah, I can fit that in my budget. I watched the In Your Houses. But when you get to the 30, it went up to 40 and 50. I was like, oh, man, like broke college kid could i put in my budget but i would there were times where there was the go home shows and i'm like i'll make it work i'll I'll work over i'll work a few extra hours or something like that just to make it work because those go home shows 
were able to really bring those people on the cusp to get those tickets. If you don't have any issue with that, if that's not a thing anymore, go home shows don't exist. They, they, they don't exist because the people on the cusp doesn't exist anymore. Like, uh, unless you tell them to buy the, the, the stream, you know what I mean? Like, but people aren't on the cusp of buy Peacock, you know what I mean? So that's unfortunate, man. I think the fans locking in to buy tickets so quickly without looking at the product has really hurt the product as a whole when it comes to not, you know, going the extra mile. Yeah, Chris, you know what's so interesting about what you're saying? Think about this, bro. They already sold 92,000 tickets to WrestleMania. Chris, it's eight months away. Eight months. How do you even know what that company is going to yeah. look like nope. in eight months? How do yep. you how do you how do you how do you know Roman's not going to quit? How do you know uh you know Seth's not going to blow his back out? Yeah. Eight months, bro. That that could be a whole different company yes. in yes. eight months. And you bought tickets to what? And that's my point. Like Roman could, you know, Lord forbid this doesn't happen. But Roman can have a freak injury. You know, Seth can have a freak injury. You could have two or three of your heavy hitters gone. And so you would have to see, you know, a midder card feud or, or, or just a few that people aren't really caring. And here's the thing. Cody and Roman are, are rumored for 40. And people are buying the tickets based on a couple rumors that could happen, man. It just, again, I don't understand why. Bro, people you, you, so you know, you know what the sick thing is, bro. Think, think of, think of this, bro. They sold 92,000 tickets and the event is eight months away. Think about this for a second, bro. What if Seth and Becky want to have another kid, right? Like Becky, Becky can't get pregnant because right. they sold ninety two thousand tickets to WrestleMania in eight. Like right. think, of, think about that. Yeah. Like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? Yeah, yeah. For the life of me, so, so, some bro, some, somebody's got to get surgery. Yeah, you know, say somebody really needs knee surgery, and you know the recoup time is nine months. Mm -hmm. Uh bro, we sold ninety two thousand. You ain't getting uh, no, no knees. You're, you're working it. with that knee for the next <laughs> eight months. You better strap that up and put some bandages on it, bro. <laughs> seriously, think about the ramifications of that, bro. Yeah, yeah. No one, ha everybody has to be at WrestleMania. Because we're we've got these ninety thousand, so you're not allowed to do anything, man. And again, man, that goes back to what I'm saying. If the if the fans make it harder for the product, the product is going to step up. Why should the product step up if the fans aren't making it hard enough for the product to step up, man? Yeah, yeah. That's what Bro, anything. It, 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 it's just like you're in professional sports and you have one of the lowest payrolls in the entire league and you're selling out every game. Exactly. Why am I, I going to improve the team? Exactly. Why am I going to exactly. spend any money? Right. Right. Why would I, if right. we're going, uh, you know, uh, I'll state if, if I'm, if, if we're going, Lord forbid this doesn't happen. <laughs> Don't use Ohio State. You because you might put the, the whammy. Yes, use the Penn State. Let's say Penn State. Let's say Penn State. So if we if, if Penn State goes four and eight right. in this year, but they're selling out all of their arena games and they're still a heavy hitter, the 
the determination to make them a better team isn't going to be as uh, uh, big because you're still selling out every single week. Yeah. Now, that's the cool thing about college football fans, um, as m- me included. If it's if they smell like crap <laughs> from a mile away, college football fans are avid and they will crucify you. Yeah. If your team is not good. That's what I love about college football. Lose one or two games and they're it's off with your head as opposed to a lot of wrestling marks who don't care about, you know, and they're still supporting junk, you know what I mean? But as a Ohio State fan, as an Ohio State football fan, I've I've read you posts that I've made. Don't you dare lose a game because <laughs> I will get my guillotine out. And that's what I love about college football fans. It causes it causes coaches and teams to step up. Yep. And I've even, you know, I've as a college football fan, I've even done, I've even researched as far as like ticket sales. I watch sports radio. I mean, I listen to sports radio every day. They talk about stuff like this. Last season, they were talking about uh, uh, prominent uh, teams really popular franchises they were talking about how many tickets they sold for that coming week and what were their what were their ticket prices for that week for that prominent team i think one of them was auburn auburn is usually really really prominent popular sec team and they haven't been doing the best and i think i think their lowest ticket was like five bucks or something like that but here's the thing if they were better though I mean that five dollar ticket would be fifty bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that because your your value is based on your performance. That's not the thing for WWE. No. Man, no. Or or AEW for that matter. That's true. That's true. Yeah. AEW is right. But I do want to say this. Um, because I want to give credit where credit is. Do we went over that uh uh, we skipped the uh, Chelsea Green Piper Nevin match against Carter and Chase. I don't. I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what the smoke guns were with Carter and Chase. I still don't know what the point of that was. But I do want to say this, bro. In watching this what show, was what was that again? Uh, Carter and Chase against yeah. Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. That, after? Uh, that was after um, the uh, Becky uh, Trish in ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do want to say this, bro, as I'm watching this more week after week after week. Uh, Chelsea Green is definitely one of the best actors on the show. She's good. I, I, I do want to say that. I want to give her her props. Yeah. She knows her character. She's committed to the bit. Uh, she is entertaining and is one of the, uh, you know, one of the better ca- actors, characters on the show. I hope they continue to make uh, Piper and Niven look strong. I, I, I don't, I don't know what the point of bringing Carter and Chase up if you're just gonna have <laughs> Piper and Nevin flatten them, flatten her, and I, I don't know what the point of that is. But, but nonetheless, I just wanted to give props to. Uh, I think Chelsea Green's doing a good job. <clears throat> now, where do you think? She was really good in TNA, by the way. She was the hot mess gimmick, and she had like, like smeared makeup and stuff like that. She, she, she's really commit. Talking about committing to the bit, yeah. like Chelsea has been like that for a while. Uh, what what just takes me off of Ch- Chelsea to me is that she's just misplaced. Like yeah. I, I just feel like she's misplaced, and I don't I don't see the her and Piper Nevin thing that just doesn't make sense to me. 
I still think they should have done a a women's battle royal to yeah. to have the winner be the 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 second half of the champion, and that would have made Piper. They would have made the prestige of the championships look better because someone had to buy for it. You know, what I mean, yeah. someone had to work for it. And yeah. Piper never should have won that battle royal because that would have made her look stronger. Because she's before she came, she lost matches every week. Yeah, just about. And so she, if she would have won like a 10 woman battle Royal, that would have made her look big and that would have made her worthy contender instead of just pulling the title. Yeah. So I think, I think there's still some things that you need to work with that, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, she was able to work with, with, uh, um, Carmela. She was able to work with Sonya Deville. She's yeah. Able to work with Piper Nick. I would not, I would not be surprised at all. And I don't know this at all, but I, I would not be surprised at all if, if she, she actually took acting lessons because she's good. I mean, she's yeah. good. She's yeah. good. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well, uh, did you have to take acting lessons while you were, uh, in like a on air, uh, character? No. no. Didn't have to all, take all, all you got to do, bro, is put yourself in the moment. <laughs> Okay, which a lot how of people. You, how come you don't think? Uh, how come you think that's that's a uh, such a problem? I have no idea, bro. That was so easy for me, knowing my character and the situation my character was in. It 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 was so easy for me. I don't know why that's so hard for people, yeah, bro. Really I really odd. don't. Really odd. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here is Vince Russo. <clears throat> I'm Doctor Chris. This is the Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo. <laughs>